0: Welcome to the GMS Podcast, brought to you by GMS Distribution. GMS specializes in temporary portable power distribution equipment for the restoration contractor. I am your host and owner of GMS, Jared Steer, and today I will be talking to my friends. All right, here we go. We are recording, and I am super excited. Colin Miller, back to join us for a bear hunting turkey hunting basically our, like annual hunt themed podcast of 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 our hunting adventures. Yeah, second annual. Thanks for having me. Second annual. Doesn't sound great.
1: We we'll, we'll work on we'll work on it. <laughs> our
0: eighth once we get to eighth annual, <laughs> yeah. then it's then it's good.
1: Second anniversary.
0: Second...
1: <laughs> Just gets weird.
0: Year 2, part 2, number 2. Yeah. Number two. That doesn't sound great either. Uh, okay. So, Colin, back with us. How you been, man? Not bad. Working. Working? Yeah. Un- unfortunately, I am didn't get to do
1: everything I wanted to do this year, but <laughs> I guess that's kind of a, you know, first world problem.
0: It like, happens when you have bills and stuff, you got to go to work. <laughs> Adulting. You're gro- you're growing yeah, up. I know. Finally accepting the fact that I'm growing up. Oh. Not- don't do it. Don't do it just yet. I'm not, really. Well, so what... So- I don't even know because we've I we've talked a little bit back and forth about our hunting seasons. But what have you what have you done so far this year? Uh, The only thing. Well, uh, to follow up last year, you went you were crazy. Like, was was this year anything like last year? Not even close. Talk about last year for a second so we can so we can contrast.
1: So last year, um, basically last year, 2020 started for me just like everybody else, you know, normal year. And then COVID happened. So I was in college. I just decided to go back, was going to Colorado State, and then all of a sudden, COVID comes along, everything gets canceled, you know, sending people home, what have you not. So, when that happened, I just called a buddy up, and he was like, well, we're down south hunting turkeys if you want to join up, like, you don't really have to be anywhere. So, loaded all my stuff up, drove to Alabama, and that kicked off two months, essentially, of turkey hunting, where... I went from Alabama to Tennessee to West Virginia, Ohio, Virginia, Maryland, and Pennsylvania. and just Dude,
0: That's crazy. It that's was, awesome. It was
1: nuts. And the whole time, wasn't, I wasn't hunting the whole time. I did a bunch of filming with those guys. Yeah. Um, but it was just a total adventure. But you're out there. Right? Yeah. I, I was in the field like 55 days in the spring. Which is just so nuts. Great. Living out of living out of my van for almost two months, I didn't even go into like a building or a house, other than like a gas station. We just
0: that's crazy.
1: Camped. And it's cool. It was aw- oh, it was, it was now, awesome. How,
0: how many turkeys were harvested on that trip? Rough guess. If you don't have an exact number,
1: um, a lot more by them. I would say rough guess, probably
0: fifteen. Fifteen turkeys. Yeah, I I shot one. <laughs> Congratulations. Hey, gotta start somewhere, right? And then we followed up that trip with a bear with our first bear hunting trip out to Idaho. Which anyone who hasn't heard about that, you can go back a year in the podcast and find those bear hunting part one was mine and your adventure. And then I went back for a second time. Uh, but anyways, you can go find those. Uh, this year, what's this year look like for you? What's what's been happening?
1: This year, um, done a little bit of fishing, which is weird for me. I haven't fished, really. I haven't fished in a long time.
0: What are you fishing for?
1: Uh, I went walleye fishing up on Erie, and then okay. I went to Florida, and we were going to. Was
0: that a was that a charter on Erie?
1: Uh, it was a buddy, similar to it. Oh, okay. He runs on a boat. Yeah. Okay. He runs charter. Yeah. Gotcha. He runs charters up there, but it was just a couple friends went up there, fished for the day, had a really good time. I'd never done anything like that before.
0: What were the limits? Were there four? Um four or six 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 at that yeah. time
1: yeah because we caught 18 caught okay three, limited three out. limit yeah nice so that was cool i'd never done anything like that before and then went to florida we were going to do some tuna fishing but yes
0: i remember i talked to you with this trip yeah
1: the ocean was just it was too rough um didn't end up making it out there so we did some inlet river fishing and then turned into kind of a drinking event but um <laughs> It, it happens. When it all you, works. It all works out. When you only have two days, like you, got to do something. So yeah. And then I did. I went to Kentucky and hunted turkeys. So went down there for five days. Okay. Um, may did, successfully get one. Nice. Had an. It was awesome. I mean, you did
0: five days. A five day turkey hunting.
1: Yeah, in Kentucky. You
0: said Kentucky, Kentucky.
1: Yeah, northern Kentucky. Um,
0: now, are you camping? Are you backpacking? In you're camping, you're in your van. What are you doing?
1: That trip, I met up with a couple different groups of people, and okay. we stayed in a campground. Oh, and okay. And we would just drive to different parts, and we were public land. Public land anywhere within an hour, hour and a half of the campground. So, oh, okay. It was kind of weird because we were doing a lot of driving camping but it worked out because the one buddy had a camper and you know look a couple amenities to come back to was nice right and it was just the camaraderie of being in camp with everybody and i think there was like nine people
0: there so you guys are kind of like you're you're all at the campground it's time to go hunting everyone disperses yeah come back to the campground yep that's nice yep. see everybody
1: in the morning and then you see everybody at the some people were going back in the middle of the day some people were going you know very end of the day it's dark out you go back and everybody eats dinner and then do it again
0: yeah and then you ended up getting how long like how many how, how long were you hunting before you um, or, well i guess i guess were you, were you hearing a lot were you seeing a lot were it was wh- what was your trip like day one day two what was what was your trip like
1: well day one so i got in at like one in the morning it was super like i left mm. i actually stopped by here okay and then drove it's like six hours so i was in your, Stop shop, by
0: here, in your shop, in your
1: shop. Okay, so I stopped at your shop. It was like nine p.m., and it was a six-hour drive after that. So it was like two, okay. two or three in the morning by the time I got there. I'm like, oh, I'm not even gonna wake up. I'm not. Was even I gonna... here? Yeah, you were with Mitchell and Casty. Were here for some reason.
0: Yeah, they were. Yeah, my brother and his yeah. and his wife came over, and yeah, yeah. Okay, I because I, re- I remember because I, I was like, I was like, you're driving tonight. Like I remember that I was like, you're driving tonight because it seemed late.
1: I brought you your sign and lighting for the. Podcast, booth. Oh, yeah, for
0: the podcast, booth yeah. for the experience that we did in Charleston. Yeah, I dropped that stuff off. That's right. Yep, I remember that now. Yeah, dropped that off, and then you and then you were out. Okay, yeah. so you get in at one.
1: Yeah, I wasn't really wasn't gonna get up the next morning and go right away. I was gonna get some sleep. Sure. Naturally, that didn't happen. <laughs> so I got about five. Like,
0: it didn't happen because you didn't like you were just up and ready to go, or you had buddies like Colin get up. A little bit
1: of both. Okay. I mean, it was just like, well, I'm I'm awake now. I might as well go. But wasn't in a big hurry. Did a bunch of driving, found a couple, couple birds that were gobbling, and um, it seemed overall really positive. And then a couple people in camp shot one that day. Everything was good. Somebody missed one. Like there was turkeys everywhere. I heard okay. them. Everybody was hearing them. And then the next day, woke up and went and hunted with two of my good buddies, and ended up shooting one at like 8 a.m.
0: Oh, on your second on your second on day, day
1: two, yeah. Okay, and it was wild. I mean,
0: okay. So and so for anybody who's not, and this is kind of me included because I've I've never hunted turkeys, but um, maybe somebody that doesn't know about like, turkey hunting, what's what's like take like take us through your morning. Like, are you getting there when it's still dark? What's the terrain look like? Are you looking for any geographical features? How do you get a like? Did, were you calling to them? Did it come in? Well, tell me. Go detail about all of it.
1: All right, so with that, there's a couple of different ways to hunt turkeys. A lot of people in the Midwest will go, they'll set up decoys in a blind, on a field edge, however, but they'll sit still, just kind of scout them. They know where the turkeys are, and then hunt them that way. So they'll just sit in a blind all day.
0: So no calling, they're just kind of relying on the decoy to bring They'll the do a in. little bit
1: of calling, okay. but they don't move around.
0: Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, they're... They get in the blind. They sit behind a log, or sit, or whatever, sit against a tree, and they're there for the day.
1: Yeah, or gotcha. however long they decide to sit there. So that's how, the majority of it's done in the Midwest. The fun way that I've learned and to do I, it. I, I'm
0: going to cut you off again. That's. Do you have to get out before sunlight?
1: Yeah, you want to be there. The turkeys will. They sleep in a tree. So, yep. So they'll fly down. Roots. Pretty much. They. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> they roost in a tree. So they fly down basically right at, right at daylight. Okay. Um, so you want to be out there before that. Okay. Now, the way that I've learned through a couple different buddies and just the nature of my whole trip last year is we run and gun them. So basically you get out there, you pick a spot on. Normally we're hunting. We're starting on ridge tops and okay. we're, we're just listening. So when the turkeys gobble – in the mornings on the roost you can hear them you know where the, the what tree they're in and we'll just take off and try and get as close as we can and when they fly down that's when you call them and kind of follow them use the terrain to your advantage to get in front of them okay and get close to them and we don't use decoys we don't use blinds it's all on the ground you just
0: you're listening and then trying to yeah kind of cut them off or
1: yeah, very much get close, so. Get close to them. It's like spot and stalk, but you normally don't see them until they're on top of you. Hear and, and stalk. Yeah, listen, listen and move, basically.
0: So, are you when you're up on the ridges in the morning? Are you are you doing a calling at that point to try to get them a call back, or yeah. are you just listening for them?
1: Uh, right, right before they fly down, they'll normally call on their they'll gobble for themselves. Okay, and then if you don't if they don't do that, or if they they'll shut up and just get quiet. Then we'll start to call and we'll we'll work our way around all those ridges and just do different terrain features. Like if we don't if you don't hear one, the way we do it is you just keep moving until you do. Because somewhere okay. there's a turkey gobbling. So I mean there's days that you'll go eight, ten miles.
0: You just gotta find them. Yep.
1: You just keep going and every time you're getting ready to pop over one of those ridges into a big basin or into a new terrain feature, you call right before you get to that and the goal is to get a turkey to gobble and respond
0: to that so now what kind of terrain are you guys hunting I mean you're, we're talking about before we were talking about like field edges and that kind of thing but it sounds like you're more in a in a hilly
1: this is like area heavy timbered like Appalachia so mountainous um okay a lot of a lot of hills aggressive rocks ridges it's not super tall mountains um but it's definitely' you're using the hills and the, there's no nothing's flat
0: okay yeah yeah so you get now how do you how do you get set up on your so you get out there the sun's coming up the day you shoot your turkey how did it how did it come together for you
1: uh so we parked and our the very first thing we had to do that morning was go all the way up this ridge which is like 500 feet climb okay it was miserable i was already. Immediately, I was exhausted, and all three of us. So, I was with two of my buddies. And, um,
0: and how long does that take to get up 500 feet?
1: That morning, it took 20, <laughs> 20 25 minutes, it took okay. a while, yeah. And, uh, well, me and my buddy Ben, like, he went first and he's doing fine. And I'm in the middle, huffing and puffing, and I'm just like looking, but looking around. And my buddy Zach's just like down at the bottom, filming something. And then I look, and he's just like running to the top, and I'm like, "Man, I've been walking this whole time. He's about to catch me, but he's just an animal." So, yeah, um, me, it, yeah, it takes like 25 minutes, and so it's pretty steep. Yeah, it's. I mean,
0: now are you on a are you on a trail or are you just following no, a ridge? You're just going.
1: Yep, just following a ridge, making your own path. There, there's no trail. There's barely even a parking lot, and mm-hmm. it's all this is all national forest. So, mm-hmm. um. So we get in there and we'd scouted. They hunted in that area, that little section the day before, and had some, you know, encounters. They knew there was turkeys in there. Okay. So we went back to a different side of it, parked at a different trailhead, and we're just, let's go in here. We get up to the top and basically right at daybreak, a turkey gobbles 300 yards away.
0: Now, this could be a dumb question. Do you have to worry about wind with turkeys? Nope. Okay. Okay. I, did, I didn't know.
1: That they'll they'll do weird things, like if it's a super windy day, but they, they don't smell. They're not. Okay. They have super impressive eyesight.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah, they're going to see you.
1: They can see a long ways away. It's like an antelope. They can see you from a long ways away, but they're not going to smell you. Okay. So that's good.
0: So you get up there 300 yards away, you hear a bird.
1: Yeah, we're almost right to the top, and then that ridge kind of teed into another ridge mm-hmm. and – We thought the bird was on the other side of where that teed. So we had some distance to run. So what we did is we stayed on the back side of it, used the terrain in front of us, and moved as close as we felt like we could get to that bird without spooking it, without it being able to see us. Right. So we probably moved forward 150 yards. Okay. And we'd set up, we would sit down, set up on a tree, and then it would gobble again, and we realized that he's still pretty far. So we would get up drop back off the ridge, run, even run closer. Like
0: Are you like literally running?
1: We're, we're pretty close to running. Okay. At you're this moving point. fast. Yeah. There's when, when you're using the train like that, there's absolutely no way it can see you unless it comes over the top. And right. if it comes over the top, it's going to see if you're walking it's or running. See you anyway, yeah. And then that's such a turkey's use sound so much that when they hear that, they th- just think it's other turkeys or it's deer. They don't relate it to a human. Okay. Unless they... Not see, a threat. Unless they see somebody. So they're just going to think it's another animal. So when we move, we actually will shuffle our feet a lot, um, make all sorts of noises that wouldn't sound like a person, but would more so sound like a turkey or a deer. And like just every couple steps, you might drag your foot or do something weird like that. Okay. And it just kind of breaks up the sound. Well at this point we run and we're running from tree to tree. I think we set up three or four different times and finally get to a point where it's like, okay, we're, we're close. And we get set up and all of a sudden he just, he's gobbling. My friend Ben drops back behind us and is calling and this Turkey's just going crazy and that he's coming right at us. And after about, I think it was about 25 minutes. Like he wasn't coming fast, but he was moving yeah. to the point where we didn't feel like we could move any farther. We weren't in a great spot. And I was set up on the front of this big, I think it was a big Oak tree. Okay. And then my buddy Zach had a camera like right over my shoulder. So we were both just a big,
0: you're both on the Oak tree,
1: both right there. And after he's works his way in, you can tell he's getting close. And then all of a sudden Zach's like, there he is like he's he's right there and for me he's right behind a tree but he's like okay 18 yards 20 yards he's right in front of you and he was right where we thought when we heard him coming and he was right where we thought he was going to be and he just sticks his head up and the footage is so is super cool because the turkey's just like looking for us doesn't know where we're at and i can't see him Until the
0: camera can see the turkey. The turkey can't see you. You can't see the turkey. Yeah. But the turkey's looking for you. It's all on camera. Right.
1: And he's like one foot to my right. So if I was one foot to my right, it would have been over. over. It would have been over then. Yeah. Well, he does that for like twenty seconds and then just kind of leaves. When he leaves, I see him leave and he just pops back over the ridge. Well, we're down probably ten yards from the top of the of the ridge. Okay. A little farther than that, twenty, twenty-five. Okay. And we're facing upwards to the right. Well, the turkey's moving right to left on the ridge. So as he's going, you can hear him. And I thought, I'm like, well, he's gone. Like, I'm never going to see him again. But my buddy was behind me. So I whispered to Zach, I'm like, hey, Ben might be able to get a shot. See if you can, like, hand signal to him. Yeah. Well, and then all of a sudden the turkey gobbles again after, like, seven minutes. And he's still close okay and i'm a left-handed shooter which complicates things and zach's like just roll around this tree and get set up in case he pops back up well i rolled as fast as i could around the tree well now i'm not even really on the tree anymore i'm more laying on my back and i had to switch my gun from my left hand to my right hand and it's like cradled in my bicep right here and I'm just like looking over the top of it like this. And then all of a sudden here comes this turkey pops right over the hill at like 21 yards and just starts looking around. And I'm like, you got him on camera? He said, shoot him. And game over. Got him.
0: Oh, that's cool. But you're in like a most awkward shooting position. Oh, never, you never practiced that position before?
1: Not like that. <laughs> And I, I'll attribute the only reason that I was able to make that shot is because I put a red dot on my shotgun.
0: Oh, okay. So it doesn't. You don't have to line anything up wherever mm. the dot is. Yep. That's where it's at. The,
1: whatever. Wherever that dot is, that's yeah. where it's going to hit. And I was so miserable sighting that thing in because if you if you ever shoot a turkey load, okay, it's the hardest kicking shotgun shell oh, you can I've heard get. That. Yeah, they hurt. Yeah. Well, it took me, like, nine shells to sight this thing in. So, like, I'm, dude, I felt like a, a wimp, man. I had, like, the, the gun case, like, folded over my shoulder, sighting it in. Because after, like, shot seven, it, I was starting to bruise up. And I'm like, man, I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. Oh, It was just, like, one after the other. So it, I finally, once that happened, I'm like, well, that was worth it. That was worth the bruising and the... Hundred dollars worth of shotgun gels I just went through. <laughs> so they're like ten bucks a piece.
0: Are they really that much? They're
1: expensive. I think they're. They're not ten dollars. No, they. A box of five of them is forty nine dollars. They're ten dollars. Yeah. Oh wow! I went through two boxes just sighting it in.
0: Dude, that that reminds me when I was going on my first antelope hunt, and I bought. uh I still have it. My Winchester Model seventy three hundred wind Mag, no muzzle brake. and it's got. Kind of a pretty light, plasticish stock on it. Just factory. Just a fa- yeah, factory. And I'm trying, you know, I'm shooting this thing for the first time, sighting it in. And, yeah, like, you get to a point, like, eight, nine, ten, ten rounds in, and it's like, I don't even want to pull the trigger again. Like, this, it hurts. Dude, I got, and I had a big bruise. I got bruised up. And, and it's, it,
1: it. It's bad because it makes you not really want to. You're like, I don't even want to do this anymore.
0: Well, and I feel like too, like, how accurate am I now that I'm like ready to flinch and squint and I'm just tensing up and like, how, how really accurate can I be? You're not now that I hate shooting at, this at gun. At this point, for the twelfth time.
1: Yeah, at this point, it's like, all right, I'm going to buy a six-five. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did. I did a heavy six-five, which now I need to. Um, which my gun, I don't, I don't know what it weighs. I think it's fifteen pounds. I think it's it's something ridiculous. Heavy, way,
1: way too heavy
0: it's for us. A... Ridiculous. Now I will tell you, like you can sit behind it all day and just. It's a twenty-six inch heavy barrel. It's an oversized stock. The thing is a cannon, and you can shoot it. There's no muzzle brake on it. You can shoot it all day long, like you don't even feel it. And it once you put it on a target, it doesn't move. Like yeah. the thing's too heavy to. Like it just. Well, it just sits there on it. So it's great. It's great for that. But yeah, to put it on your pack and try carrying it around all day or try to just swing it around. Uh, it, no, I wouldn't it doesn't even, work. I don't even know if I would want to. It doesn't work that way. So I'm looking into I just saw that Howa came out. So I, that six, five is a Howa fifteen hundred that I have. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Um Howa came out with an ultralight carbon fiber barrel, carbon fiber stock, things like four pounds, ten ounces. Like something perfect, something ridiculous, but yeah, that's what I'm.
1: A third of the pri- that's of, what I'm. Of look- the weight of what you have now, a
0: third, even a quarter. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's without a scope. I still got to put the scope on it, but still, a third. You're yeah. you're 100 right at a third. So that's uh, I'm eyeing it. I've got my eye on it. Maybe. Maybe I'll maybe I'll have it. I don't know. I really like the six five. I I still like carrying it. Yeah. But. Just need somebody else to carry it for you. No one wants to carry that. No, <laughs> no one wants to carry that thing.
1: No, I I've picked it up and I'm like, man, I don't even I don't even want to carry this like oh, dude, to the a,
0: car. It's a can't you can't like freehand shoot it. It's no, a, it's so heavy. Anyway, um, guys, now I forget what we were talking about. Oh, we were talking about you sighting in, bruising your shoulder. Yeah, yeah, that's how we got off on that. So that was your. So you're done on your. I mean, you're you filled your tag on your second day. Maybe another dumb question. Do you have two tags? Yep. In okay, Kentucky, you get
1: more than one tag. Okay. So you get two tags per person. And I wasn't really worried. I was with a bunch of people. My brother was down there. Um,
0: oh, okay. Cam went.
1: Yeah. So I hunted with my buddies, Zach and Ben. We hunted the rest of the day. Okay. And then the next day, I went and hunted with two other guys that I just met from New York. And then the day after that, I hunted with my brother. and From some, New York? Yeah. I met some buddies from, I met some new guys from New York. That we're they came down to at. Kentucky. Yeah. Oh, cool. I got a, okay. I got a bunch of the f- bunch of friends now that are in the YouTube game, like
0: the YouTube hunters.
1: They're yeah, and that's their full time job. So they they just travel.
0: Now are they to the point where like they have enough viewers or subscribers, like they're getting a paycheck from YouTube?
1: Must be. That's their, oh, okay. That's yeah, their full time. I mean,
0: that's what they do. That's
1: all they all these guys do, and they I mean they work their butts off to do it. Oh yeah. I mean you you edit this podcast like you get. That and like Zach, he he does a podcast every week, and then so they Zach
0: do. is he, is it Hunting Public? Yeah, is that' right. The
1: Hunting Public, the Hunting Public, is them, and then um, and they
0: have a YouTube, they have a podcast, they have. Are they doing any merchandise?
1: They do merchandise. Yeah, they okay. they're growing to be pretty big on YouTube in the last couple of years. I think they're like three hundred fifty thousand subscribers.
0: That's a lot. Yeah, it's
1: a, it's a decent amount. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. I think. When I first got to Alabama last year, we were talking about it and they had a hundred and eighty thousand. Maybe not yeah, I think they had hundred and eighty thousand subscribers. So, so they've, they've doubled. They've doubled it in a year. Which is
0: wild. Dude, that's fan. I mean, that's fantastic. Yeah. I think I have eighteen subscribers Dang. on my GMS. But I'm not active either. Like, no one go to my YouTube channel yeah. and subscribe. There's nothing there. Um but yeah. That's, yeah. but no, that's impressive though. And I mean, then that's my, for, they've been working hard at it. I mean, I know they have. Yeah. I've seen their videos. I know they go out and they hunt and they hunt and they hunt and they film and they edit and they get some great content out. So I'm like good for them. I'm it, happy for an, them. I'm glad it's an impressive
1: out. machine to watch, really. Yeah. Like to watch them. It, it's always ticking in their heads. Like, what do we have to do? You get done hunting. When most people want to go to sleep, they start editing videos and it just like constantly turning stuff out. Yeah. And then, yeah, the other guys, I met some guys from New York through them that have a channel called Just Hunt Club. Okay. And they, uh, my buddy John used to do a bunch of stuff for Cabela's.
0: Is it common for YouTubers to kind of collab like that?
1: I think when they do similar stuff.
0: Because I don't like being in the podcast, like in the podcast world and the other kind of uh, podcasters that are doing restoration stuff, which I, this isn't the restoration podcast today, but um, the – I mean, they, like we're, we're all friends. We're, we're talking about like, well, that booth, you know, you help me with yeah. the podcast booth. Um, I mean, we're talking about like four of us sharing it at the next show. Like, we'll just like, we're all going to, cause that was one thing. I ran a podcast booth at the experience and I was, I mean, I was in it. I mean, I did three days of podcast. I put them out. You can go back and listen to those if you haven't. Um, but I mean, that was like, like somebody was like, how was the show? I'm like, I don't know. I was doing podcasts the whole time. And they're like, did you see this person, this person? I didn't because I was doing podcasts I, the whole time. I didn't leave like, my booth. I just stayed there. and yeah. just did podcasts. So it'll be cool to, you know, kind of collab with those three other guys. And now we can, the podcast booth will be recording 100% of the time, but I don't have to be there 100% of the time.
1: That seems like a good idea.
0: Yeah. It's going to be cool.
1: And Then you're not overwhelmed. Way. Like you're not sick of talking to people by the end of the day.
0: Well, I, somehow I have this skill where I'm not ever sick of talking to people. I don't yeah. know. I don't know where it comes from, but.
1: It's the headphones.
0: You put If I put headphones on, I can talk for hours. <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> but no, as as I was kind of curious if that was if there was, you know, competition in the YouTube space or if that's more of like a friendly like we collab and and share things.
1: From what I know, because I mean I'm just an outsider. You know I jump in whenever I can just to go. But I would go whether we're hunting or whether we're filming or not. I'm just mm-hmm. going to hang out with my buddies. But I've met quite a few different YouTubers. that that are doing that they're collabing together and they just you know that's how they've met each other and then therefore they just do these hunts together
0: i mean it seems like that support to me to me when someone asked me like if there's a like like podcasters or competition i'm like absolutely not like not at all like you one you're gonna have your audience i'm gonna have my audience yeah and we're gonna overlap in some of it but I can only put out so much content and people can take in way more content than I can put oh, yeah. out. So to me there's never a, a competition point about it because people can consume way more than I could ever put out in a week or two weeks. So ten people could be doing podcasts and it's not like I'm friends with everybody. Yeah. I, I think it's I think it's good to it's good to support each other.
1: It might be like a friendly competition, but I don't even think it's that. I think it's just like, hey, these are my buddies. Go check out their channel when you're done watching this video.
0: Right, yeah, that's what and I then mean, yeah.
1: come back in three days and we'll, and get, we'll, have we'll give you another one. Yeah. You know, because like you said, nobody's ever going to consume that much. No. And that's that's what the world's coming to is just consuming of entertainment and information and things like that. So. And it's endless. Why not? Why not just keep putting it out there and why not help other people do it?
0: No, I, yeah, I agree with that. And I think, and even for me, it's changing. I mean, this, the you know the the podcast or video channel or even show i was watching a year ago isn't the same show i'm watching today right you know e- even whoever's putting that content out is going to change for me so again as far as competition i don't see i don't see there is any competition because it's it's an ever changing market and a market that can never consume everything that i put out like or yeah. can it can it can consume way more than i could ever put out so yeah. to me there's no Competition doesn't it doesn't exist.
1: And you'll, I mean, in reality, you're never going to reach everybody. No. And no one's going to reach half the Or have the 100%
0: people. of something. Yeah. No.
1: And you're never even going to reach half of anybody without help. Might as well be the help.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. So, okay. So, we're on, look oh, at the clock. We're at 30 minutes. Um, but we're on your day, too. Did your brother shoot a turkey? No. He had a rough time. <laughs> Poor K.O. <laughs>
1: He, so he'd never hunted like
0: that before. So should we talk, should we talk about the rest of your three days or should we just talk about Cam's rough hunt right now? Cam's rough hunt. (laughs) I like, I like where this is going. Yeah.
1: He went, I mean, to keep it short and sweet, like he went down there and he took a boat and never had hunted, like never hunted off a boat. We've seen people do it. The idea was cool, but. Hunt
0: turkeys off a boat? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds wild. Okay, I've never, I've never heard of it. Is there any legal issues? I mean, not in Kentucky, but is there legal issues in other states with hunting off of a boat? It's like, you can't shoot deer off of a boat.
1: Well, you're not shooting them off the boat. You're just using the boat as a means of transport to get to...
0: Gotcha. Like,
1: landlocked. You might find a piece of landlocked public that Thank you, you can for only... clarifying yeah. that.
0: I understand now. I'm like, I'm like, you guys are just shooting turkeys off of the boat. Okay. You're using the boat to access yeah. land that you couldn't access on foot. Right. Or as easily using the boat. Got it.
1: Yep. And okay. you can get, like, there's chunks that that's the only way you can get to them. So sure. So, the idea is really solid, and I know it works for some people, didn't work for them he felt what i understood is they just felt really limited by the boat because since we were traveling they weren't even really standing campground he could never not take the boat so he he didn't they had too much stuff to just leave like if they wanted to hike in they couldn't really because they couldn't just leave all their stuff in the boat right because out of fear of it getting stolen
0: so they're constantly they're taking yeah they have to take the boat so
1: instead of like switching up the plan and going and doing something else they're they're stuck with all of their stuff and always on the water and they felt like they were only getting into areas where they had to the other thing about hunting all the water is you're always starting at the bottom whereas if you Right. If you're in a car, you just drive to the a high point, right? As high as you can get. Well you're already five hundred feet. You have feet more up.
0: access to the and top way, with a car. Yeah. Way
1: more advantage. So they fought that the whole time they were there
0: and then it never really caught back up. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. And he'd
1: never hunted anything like that before. That so was only, did,
0: he, did he like it though?
1: I think he enjoyed it. I think he would go back without the boat. I think he's definitely interested in that was only the second time he'd ever hunted out of state for okay. anything but waterfowl, so it was a, a big change. But I think he's he's hooked on the idea. Because
0: what did he go? He went with you last year for elk. Is that right?
1: Yeah, he did.
0: Was that his first time?
1: Uh, he hunted with me. He didn't have a tag, and then the so I guess it's his third time. We went to Kansas to hunt turkeys three
0: years ago. Okay. Yeah, so he's.
1: He's getting out there. He's trying. That's
0: what, no, I like I like seeing that Cam's exploring new places and yeah. and going.
1: 'Cause we and we hunt waterfowl. We go all the way oh, to Canada. He's, kinda,
0: he's kind of a homebody.
1: He kinda. <laughs> a little bit. Like he might pretend like he's not, but he likes he's gonna he's gonna be mad when he listens to this.
0: He doesn't listen to this. He might. Cam, if you listen to this, I love you.
1: <laughs> but uh <laughs> No, he's starting to get out of his comfort zone. And that's yeah. all I try and do. Like, all I want, I grew up hunting with my brother, you know. All I want is for him to go do all of these things with me.
0: Well, and, like, we're kind of poking fun at Canva at the same time. Like, you're going to hear my Idaho bear story this year. And it's, like, a terrible just.
1: That's so, why I'm so, here.
0: So, spoiler alert, I did not shoot a bear. So, if you are waiting for this podcast for me to tell you about some awesome encounter I had, um, it never happened. So, you can just turn it off now. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's. But, but to me, though, that's, I mean, it's part of the adventure where you're going to go out, you're going to learn more, you're going to have that experience, and hopefully, you know, you're going to be able to take that knowledge into next year and be a better hunter, a more knowledgeable hunter, and, and put together a better plan than you did the previous year.
1: Oh, yeah. the I don't do this to fill a tag, right? Like, I'm, I hunted for two months, shot one turkey last year, right? Oh, yeah, I, I'm yeah. I'm not out here. Cause I have to get something I'm out here for the experience and to learn. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm perfectly okay with that. I can go. I mean, heck, I hunted two weeks straight for elk last year and didn't shoot an elk, but guess what? I'm going back for three weeks this year.
0: Well, that's why it's, but that's why it's hunting not shooting.
1: Yeah. And there's, I mean, obviously you can go out there and, there's different ways to do it. The way I like to do it just so happens to, for some reason, be the hardest way to do it. I was it.
0: Gonna say, like, everybody's like, you know, you don't have to try that hard. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is the way I want to do it. Yeah. Like, I'm, this is, I'm choosing to do, th- do it this way.
1: Yeah. hundred, hundred miles on foot with, <laughs> with 50 pounds on your back <laughs> in the mountains, in the mountains. Yeah. And when I tell people that, like, even at work, you, I work, I work with your brother and I'm like, man, it's miserable out here, just being cold. And he goes, "Don't you like?"
0: Oh, he tells me about he, this. He's like,
1: "Don't you hunt elk for fun?" I'm like, "Doesn't mean I like being cold."
0: <laughs> he did. He would tell me. He's like, he's like, yeah." It drives me crazy when Colin complains about something at work. So I'm like, "Dude, you like sleep on the ground when it's hot, when it's cold. Like, you're you're miserable all the time for fun. Like, why are you complaining about this?" He's like, "Didn't you just live in your car?" <laughs> you just li-
1: <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but I did that out of choice. I don't want to be didn't here right snow now.
0: Just get six in, or didn't your snow? Didn't your tent just get six inches of snow yeah. on it?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's different, Mitchell. <laughs> I have to be here.
0: Oh, well, yeah, okay. So that wraps. Like, that's that kind of wraps up your that's your uh, my, turkey stuff, right?
1: My year was. I mean,
0: I mean, you had second I can't, day. You had three more days, but wh- so what were you doing the rest of the time, though?
1: I just Hunting. I mean, oh, you got another tank. Yeah. And not you, I was out there, but I was perfectly content. Like, I was more or less going out there just to help or watch somebody else get a turkey. And I didn't. Nobody else, nobody else I hunted with got one. They, I mean, out of all the people that were in camp, though, I think killed like nine turkeys, ten turkeys.
0: That's a lot of turkeys. Yeah. Now, what are you guys, what are you guys doing with them once you get them back to camp? Are you, and what I mean by that is, you know, so many Well, in the Midwest, you shoot a deer, it's at the processors in the next four or five hours. If I'm out west and I shoot something, it's going into a freezer, either that I'm plugged into on the ranch that I'm at or a generator running it, and I'm and I'm getting things frozen and cold to take back home with me. What are you guys doing with turkeys? I mean,
1: five people can eat a whole turkey in a half a meal. Like, there's not much to it. So you're
0: just eating. You're eating. Yeah. It, like, right then.
1: I actually brought mine home. Because we, I, guess
0: I didn't think of that. Yeah, they're not they're not huge.
1: Big. I mean, yeah. you just you breast them out, and it it's not like the turkey. It's not like a butterball, right? You it's don't not a Thanksgiving turkey. You don't right. pluck the thing, and you you breast them out. You get the thighs, and then like I'll take the drumsticks out of there, and then that's pretty much it. So okay, it's a substantial amount of meat, but not for the amount of effort you go through to get it.
0: So why do you do it?
1: I don't know, man, because it's all aw- because it's hunting turkeys is just awesome.
0: Dude, I know I've talked to some people that like I mean, they they love they just love hunting the turkey. I mean, I think it's I think it's something like you get out there. They're noisy. There's like this communication back and mm-hmm. forth. You're talking with them. It's there's, there's so much action going on. And then and then when it comes in and then you, you can make it like if you can seal the deal and make the shot, like it's just.
1: That's why I'm turkey hunting and elk hunting are like the same for me. Okay. Because it that's what you're,
0: I've it's heard all, that.
1: it's all audible, yeah. right? It's, you know, they're there and you're calling to them and it's either going to work or it's not. And obviously there's different ways to hunt both animals and hardcore elk hunters get mad when you compare it to turkey hunting, but man, it's pretty similar. They're just 600 pounds heavier.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can obviously it's a big difference, but at the same time, the audible side of it and that communication and that back and forth.
1: And they act, they act pretty similar too. When it comes time to when you're hunting them, they act similar.
0: Well, it's right because like they. I mean, when they come into the call, they're coming in, chest out, all strutted up, like turkeys all strutted up. Oh yeah. elk's just coming in, just
1: ready to fight.
0: Yeah. Pissed off, screaming.
1: Yeah, and that's. It's just fun. It's fun in that aspect of like. The other part about it is when you're when you're successful, it's because you did everything right. Like you're not you're not sitting in a it's like a, a
0: real sense of accomplishment with it. Yeah,
1: you're not sitting in a, a deer stand and just like eating a candy bar and reading a book, <laughs> and you look down and there's a big white tail there. Like, don't get me wrong, hunt white tail is also difficult but it's different it's different it's different for me and i don't i'm not a patient person
0: the biggest whitetail i ever had came down the trail i thought it was going to come down was standing in the shooting lane i thought i wanted it to be standing in the only thing is i thought it was going to do it not at noon when i was propped up in my stand eating a sandwich (laughs) that was the only thing i wasn't prepared for Dude, I was, I mean, I had feet propped up. I'm relaxing. I got a sandwich in my mouth, and I hear this crunch to my right, and I look over, and he's just standing there.
1: Doesn't that make you sick?
0: Oh, my bow's, like, on a tree, up over my shoulder. There's no way. There's no way I'm getting it done.
1: And he's right there. He's right
0: there, right where I thought he was going to be. Almost got it.
1: <laughs> I, I I had an almost like that, except I was way more ready drawn back on an elk exactly where I wanted him to be at 30 yards. Yeah. And all I had to do is take one step to the right and I froze and I didn't take that step to the right and never got a shot. It was <laughs> at and hindsight's 2020. I didn't know I had to take this oh, right. step to the right until after he was gone. Like it's
0: all, and you're like, and I'm like, Oh wait, if I'm I, like,
1: all I had to do was take one step to the right. And I thought about it and I'm like, you'll never get away with it. It's like, why not? All I had to do was step and shoot. <laughs> Instead. I just watched and it was it was a big elk. It was a big bull.
0: So you learned from that.
1: That was on that was on day two. No, it might have been day three. But that was early in the trip too. And then after that it's like, let's go.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: Let's hear it. What, are you, gotta, you ready gotta, to get into a bear hunt?
0: I gotta hear it. I don't even know what I would call a bear hunt. It was like a kids hiking day, miserable hiking experience. Um But okay, so I did some I did some east scouting. We were in Idaho last year, first first time ever in Idaho. That terrain is miserable, and we choose to hunt. I will say, like I choose to hunt a very difficult unit. Yeah. Um. But I like it. I I, I don't. I it's special to me. I like it there, and I'll and I'll keep trying it. So this year uh he scouted it I found some uh dirt bike trails dirt bike only hiking and dirt bike only that go back so I'm like this this is going to be good cuz I'm going to get away from the people in ATVs and and there's no roads and so I like that part of it now last year when we were there there was water everywhere yeah i mean everywhere like to a point where there was still snow on the ground there was a lot of snow but, like, I was marking it on X, and I just stopped marking it. I'm like, there's water whenever we want it. This year, it's a lot hotter than last year. I didn't completely – I didn't put it all together yet. Like, I'm just still, like, I just got to get to Idaho. I already have my, my plan all mapped out. Like, we're good. And my uncle went with me this year, which is very cool. I uh, got to spend some time with him. But So, the first day, we have a a, a two-mile hike – Two thousand foot climb. That's aggressive. I underestimated that aggressive hike. It's a lot first, Um, and then the other thing I underestimated. Well, it took it took us twice as long as I thought it would, so I completely screwed screwed that up, and then no water up there. No water. So with those two things combined, the first day we get there. And I wanted to you know I wanted to get to, and we didn't even get to the base where I wanted to set up base camp was another uh, three miles past the top, okay, but it's flat. it's a it's a ridge, it's flat once so you're like, up we're there. gonna yeah, once we get up there, we're gonna cruise. So I wanted to get a total of five miles with a 2,000 foot climb on the first two. Uh, and I gave us four hours to get this done. It took us four hours just to go the two, the 2,000 feet, the first two miles. So by the time we got to the top, it's getting dark. There's no way we can start going on this three miles, and there's no water. I literally had, like, a quarter of a Nalgene bottle left of water. I think my uncle had half a liter left of water, and we're at the top, and it's getting dark, and we still have three more miles to go, and we're like, like we, we got to stop here. We got to set up camp here. So... First day, miserable. <laughs> didn't even didn't even get to where I wanted to go. So it, so anyways, we get camp set up. We're exhausted, and crash out. Go to sleep. Um, sun comes up four a.m. in Idaho. It's like light. It's it's starting to be light at four a.m. So sun starts coming up, and I feel and I feel bad because I told my uncle like, oh, there's water everywhere, and he's like, I'm thirsty. <laughs> Like, sorry, Brad. Um, so, like, I have this, I mean, I, I have this, it's like, I have to find, I have to go get us water. So, I decide, like, I can either go back down and get it and come back up, or I'm going to go over to the base camp where where I want to set up and decided that I would start there. One, I'd get, an, I'd get eyes on it and see if it was something that I wanted to, if we wanted to camp there. Uh, and then, two, I needed to find water from there anyway. So, I looked at the map. Uh, there's a trail that drops down a canyon. So I, I get up that morning, 4 a.m. with a quarter liter of water, and start hiking the three miles to get to the base camp and then and then drop down a canyon to go find water. So by the time I find water, I'm four miles in. And I, dude, I didn't drink anything. Like, I was like, I'm not even drinking this until I find water. So, I, I did that four-mile hike right in the beginning of the day. So, second day, first day, we already killed ourselves. Second day, it's not even 9 a.m. yet, and I'm already four miles. And now I'm filling up, I'm filling up my four-liter bladder. I'm filling up a two-liter bladder. I'm filling up two Nalgene bottles. Like, I, I fill up everything. I got a four-mile hike back to get to my uncle. So, on the way back... We got radios, but they only work about a mile and a half. Once you get past a mile and a half, it doesn't really work. So once I got to a mile and a half, I could get on the radio. I was like, "I'm bringing back water. Make coffee. Like, like you're good." Because I knew he was conserving it, right? Yeah. So I'm like, "Like, I'm bringing it back. Go ahead and make it." Um. So yeah, by the time I get back to him, I think it's like 11 o'clock in the morning. I got eight miles already. Like we just, now we're now we're ready to get started. And with Now the let's day. start the day. Now let's start the day. I'm I didn't. I'm. I when I got back to camp, I took a 20 minute nap. I was like, I just got to, I just got to rest for a little bit. Um, Now, a couple cool things on that on that hike out. One, I got some really cool pictures of the sun coming up and everything in Idaho. Um, I came up on a collared elk cow that was standing on the trail. Uh, Watched her for a little bit, and then on my way back, I had a cow and a calf step out on the trail 30 yards ahead of me. Uh, i was kind of coming up over a ridge and as i came up they were walking away from me and i followed them for like 20 minutes just cool. just kind of just staying back just just out of view but like i could still see them they're about between 30 and 40 yards the whole time and they're just nibbling and, and um that was really cool just that's to, neat just kind of watch them um but yeah so anyway so i get back to my uncle we pack up camp and we and yeah i mean you're right like 50 45 50 pound packs on especially with my cannon gun that i have all my 15 extra 15 extra with that um and we start the three mile hike to go to camp now now at this point which this is the part of the story i know you want to hear i decided to use the hammock sleep system that you that you had been talking about
1: oh hammocks are great dude
0: hammocks are great um first night i set it up now this was now this was cool i, I did like to about the hammock my uncle's gotta find he's got a tent so we're trying to find a flat spot for him And i'm sitting here looking around like i could set up in 10 different places like i just yeah. need two trees uh so that was very cool we got we got him a spot we found my two trees i strung it up i put the tarp over top i liked it because that that tarp gave me plenty of room underneath to put my bag and my boots and I had plenty of room for everything to, to kind of stay out of the environment. If it started to rain, whatever, yeah. it could be protected. Um, so I loved it. I loved that. And it was less weight than the tent and a mat and, or a sleeping pad and everything. Um, so loved it. We get to our next spot. We set up camp. And I put my hammock in the tree and I sit in it to take a break. And I probably had a three-minute break until the thing just ripped in half. Dude, that's—I've never even seen it happen. Dude, it just, and and I would have to imagine for my—and I'm I'm literally like I'm eye to eye contact with my with my uncle talking to him. We're having a conversation, and this thing just rips in half. I drop about eighteen inches, and my ass just hits the ground. And he's like, "Oh, that's not good." (laughs) And. Uh. Uh. And, and at this point too, I mean, I'm looking, I'm going, you gotta be kidding me, dude. We're so like, if we wanted to go back out to the car, it's a, it's a five mile plus a two mile strenuous down, or there was a, a moderate trail that was eight miles long within a two mile hike down the road to like, like, yeah, I have a, I have a sleeping pad and a tent in my car as a backup. I can't, there's no way, it's 6 p.m.
1: Not going to get it. You can't
0: go get it. So, do we start? Had you even hunted by this point? I haven't even hunted yet. Haven't even hunted.
1: (laughs) Not even looking for bears yet.
0: (laughs) Well, because, yeah, because we got to camp, we were like, this is where we're going to set up. Let's go refill our water. I wanted to show Brad where the water was. So we go another mile down, get water, another mile out. I mean, by the time we set up camp, I think I had like 13 miles on and it's six o'clock and i just dude i just wanted to make something to eat and just relax and we and you're right like we're on day two and we haven't even hunted yet haven't even hunted so now on my hammock rips, we start like we're going to the pine trees and we're just stripping pine trees of all of the pine branches and, and needles that we can find uh and start just piling them up on the ground trying to make a bed and if anybody if you follow me on facebook i did put a post out there so if you want to go find these pictures there is there are pictures of my pine branch bed how was it was it good i don't know this is why i say that i was so exhausted i think i could have slept on anything but i did i did get a good night's sleep that's all that matters on the pine branches i really did So, uh, but I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was because the pine branches were soft or if I was just so exhausted it didn't, you like you could have put me anywhere and I would have, I would have went to sleep.
1: How was the bed set? So, a bunch of pine branches on the ground. Did you cover them with the old hammock and then put your sleeping bag on top?
0: No, okay, so I didn't have a sleeping bag. I had a blanket. I mean, I was, I took my Rumple, my Rumple blanket with me.
1: So, you were just... Oh, boy. You're just raw in the syrup.
0: Luckily, I have the extra large rumple blanket. So you, like, wrap? So I, like, I fold it in half, and then I, like, I'm a taco, right? Like, I, so I have half of it underneath me. I lay down on that, pull the other half over me. The only times I woke up that night is, is when I was, like, shivering cold. That was the only times that I woke up in the middle of the night. Other than that, I slept really good. But yeah that was again go on facebook and you can see my my pine branch rumple blanket sleep system
1: sticky and itchy
0: it smelled really good
1: oh yeah i bet it was like it was, <laughs> it was like taking a bath <laughs> in essential oils man
0: it was, out, it, was out there. it was like irish spring R- right when your right mom the... <laughs> cleans the house with pine saw <laughs> so that was so that was that so that were so then we're thinking well, and, it, and it's hot. I mean, it's it like 85 degrees during the day now, which is, it's abnormal for that time of year. Usually it's 70 degrees. Yeah. Now it's 85. Uh, even at night, it didn't get, other than that night when I got cold, it didn't, it still doesn't get cold enough. And what I mean is, if you were to shoot, if you were to make a shot in the evening, you couldn't let it sit overnight and go get it in the morning.
1: How was the snowpack?
0: None. None? None. Wild. I mean... I think we saw two snow patches, and that was, like, in our binoculars at the highest, highest point we could find. And it was like, oh, I think I see some snow in there. None. No that, snow.
1: That time last year, the bottom 2,000 feet had snow. Yeah. The, oh, yeah, there the was... The top 2,000. As soon
0: as you went to the north side of the yeah. of the ridge, was there fat. was snow. Yeah. Because we we sat in snow and glassed last year.
1: Yeah, we did. I actually slid all the way down the mountain. And then we slid lot.
0: down... Yeah, that was... That's dangerous. a whole other adventure. Yeah, dangerous. Um, but, yo know, this year, no snowpack. So what it's doing, though, is it's like, okay, so... Like, there was a glassing point I wanted to check out that was like three and a half miles away. But I'm looking at this, I'm like, okay, so if we go three and a half miles, see something, maybe you have to go another mile and a half or two miles to go get to it, and then we got to start packing it out, we can't... I can't go three and a half plus another mile and a half, and then come out five to where now I'm already at 10 and then pack it out another five down a strenuous trail or 11 out of moderate trail.
1: Yeah, you're deeper than it's you want to be.
0: Yeah, we were just too far back, and it was too hot. And so by the time we got back there and the hammock rip, well, then if I stay back then I'm sleeping on pine branches again. So at this point, we're talking about it that night, and decide like we're too far back we got let's let's hunt our way out in the morning we're going to go down this moderate trail which is it's nine miles out to the road and then two miles from the road to the car well as a crow fighting it up being like three anyway that's our plan so we get up the next morning put our packs back on now i mean keep in mind we had 50 pound packs on for the first four hours the first day i have a 50 pound pack on to do another three miles to camp after doing, you know, the eight, like it's just, it's just miles and miles and stuff, you know, and carrying the pack around and now we're carrying the pack 11 miles out. Yeah. And it's just like, there was just no break. There wasn't ever a, like what I, what I wanted to do was set up a base camp and then hunt on a base camp. Right. Now you're taking a, a light pack. Yeah. It's not a big deal. There was like, we just never had a break for three days. It was just like three strenuous day so now on our hike out i mean we got we got 11 11 mile hike out we stop at three miles take a break stop at the next three miles take a break get out to the road and then i drop my pack at the road and then i i go back by myself to go get the car i pass by a campground there was one person camping there i'm like hey would you mind driving me <laughs> <laughs> dude and uh and they were nice enough that they they, they did it yeah they they were like yes we can do that hop in the truck and uh and he ran me down to the car and then coincidentally I ran into the that same couple they were riding dirt bikes and uh I ran into that same couple two days later at the at the general store and I bought them ice cream so nice paid them back yeah I was able I was able to pay them back Um which was a, which was weird because like where their camping is like forty miles from the general store, so it was like for us to like the coincidentally cross paths. Motel, there was, yeah. So, yeah. so the we're, one, back, we're back at the 8th, Cinderella. We're back, we're back at Cinderella's hotel. Yeah. So we uh, by the time we hike out and in the hotel closes at eight. I don't get I don't get to the car until like it was like seven forty, and we got a forty minute drive back
1: yeah but you know she keeps the doors open
0: so so no it worked out like we got there and yeah i was able to they were they were still in the restaurant restaurant was closed but they were finishing up in there and it will i found yeah it was cinderella i found cinderella and i was like hey you wouldn't happen to have a room available would you and dude at that point like i was i get exhausted my uncle's exhausted like we are we're just like we we just went to bed and just needed to recover and it was, it was really good. Um, so then, so what's that? So day three, wait, one, two, day three, we hike out. Now we're on day four, but we're at the hotel. Um, day four, we decide we're, we're scouting out of the car. We're going to go look. There was another, well, if you remember last year, uh, I ran into a, a ranger that was checking wolf traps and he yeah. was like, Hey, if you don't see anything over here, go check this creek um that's what we did so okay. we jumped in the car and went and, and just kind of drove around and scouted um went down some abandoned logging roads that there's no way we should have ever went down but we did anyway and you know trees falling across them. we get out we like we pushed three different trees out of the way um and then what well, it was frustrating it was frustrating though because if you look at the map it shows the two track it shows, you know, it's, it like makes a, a a circle around the mountain or whatever, right? Well, so we go down, and there's a point where, like, it just dead ends into a line of trees, and then about fifty feet up is the other two track that takes off. So they like, never met. If you look at the, if you look at the map, if you look at the map in your overview, it looks like it, it looks like it's a continuous
1: road. It just like. Would pull up and throw supplies
0: from one road to the other. <laughs> it looks like it's continuous, like there's no break in it. Um, but you know, once you once you go two hours down this road and move three trees, uh, it doesn't doesn't line up. I know so, that
1: feeling. It makes you just want to like stop. So we're just like
0: done. Eh, okay, well that sucks. Let's turn around and go right back through every which actually worked out pretty well because we got we already had a path. <laughs> you could see. You could see where we just drove through. It's like, right. oh, go this way, and um, we were able to get out of there pretty quickly. So, we, but we, we just went around. We just drove around, scouted, found some uh, some really good glassing points. Uh, go back to the motel that night, and then we get up. Well, we got back to the motel like, at ten o'clock p.m. and sun comes up at four. We had an hour drive to the glassing point, so it's like, do the math. Okay, let's get up at two thirty. And so we decided, like we're just gonna sleep. like we slept like three hours. Like, we we got back to the the hotel or motel, had a couple beers, had dinner, and then went to bed. Slept three three and a half hours. We're back up, and we get out to that glassing point, and we sat there. It was it was a great spot, great spot. I mean, you would think you're gonna see everything. We saw one deer and one elk, and we were there for four or five hours glassing and didn't, it was just like, are you kidding? Like yeah. nothing. Um, and then uh, we were, and we weren't really seeing anything in the evenings either. Cause it just got, I mean, 85 degrees. I, I just, I don't see, maybe I'm wrong, but a black bear with a big fur coat, I don't think stands out in the sun when it's 85 degrees. Probably probably pretty nocturnal at that point yeah so we definitely just timed the trip completely wrong we're late this year we were were... late yeah last year we were early yeah got stuck in snow this year we're getting sunburnt and and we're way late going into it so that was our day four and then our last day was day five and uh we couldn't we couldn't with it with the weather being the way it was we couldn't figure out like how we could put together a plan and harvest an animal without it like it, there' just wasn't right. enough time the conditions weren't right it just so we decided we're just gonna sleep. and at this point like we just put in a long day on three and a half hours of sleep so we're like just sleep in tomorrow no alarms and our last day there, we slept in and then uh, just kind of drove around. My, my uncle Brad likes, he likes to take pictures and likes to see, and this was his first. So he's from Arizona. Okay. First time to Idaho. Um,
1: oh, he loved it.
0: Oh he, oh, he loved it. Yeah. He absolutely loved it. And, and uh, so that last day we just kind of drove around. We went back to where me and you hunted last year. Cause I knew that I kind of knew that area. Yeah. So we drove that. And, uh and then just went to some you know followed some water found some sightseeing stuff right and and took some pictures did some did, just, did some sightseeing that day and then back to sleep and next morning we were up got breakfast and headed home so that was
1: lessons learned
0: lessons yeah lessons learned for sure
1: so were you done with done with bears for the year that's the only trip you can do
0: that's it. Yeah. Cause bears there is out July 1st. That oh. was the only, you know, and that was, I think next year too, you know, as far as lessons learned, the week that I went was the only week I had available. Yeah. I, mean, there, I, I had zero other time available. So I think next year, if it's something I'm going to be serious about, I need to be a lot more flexible with my yeah. schedule uh, instead of just like, this is the week I have to hunt. I'm going then because it was, it was too late it was terrible it was too yeah. hot we were too late it, it just it wasn't working out
1: and that's it's like a two month season too right so
0: oh it's from april like april 1st april may june yeah three three month season yeah
1: so there's so much time in there to go but when you finding the right alignment it. It, and i'm sure Years and years of experience is what really makes you figure out, like, okay, this is the ideal time to be there. Yeah, It's like we do certain fishing trips, uh, like bow fishing trips, but my buddy's been doing it for 20 years. We don't go unless the water level's between this markage Mm -hmm. and this markage, right? So once you do it for so long, you understand, like, hey, it's been 73 degrees for two weeks. It's time to go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. so that's what I'm going to, I'm really going to look at that next year. Um, the place that we did find a scout that we sat on and didn't see anything, it is, it is like beautiful and amazing. And I yeah. think, I think it would be a really good spot, especially the ranger told me it was a good spot. So I really do think it would be a good spot, but you know, to have the whole, the whole mountainside, no snow well, it's, and everything's green, grass yeah. is everywhere. Um, you know, I think you really need to get into that season early where, you know, half of the mountainside snow and only the bottom quarter's green. Yeah. Now you're going to you're gonna concentrate the, those bears into that spot, and now you're going to find them. So I don't think it's a bad spot just because we didn't see anything. I just think, like, timing-wise, it wasn't. We just we just weren't there at the right time. So next year, really going to focus on that uh, and, and getting there at the right time. And then there's the the place that I shot my bear last year, I think is going to be a better base camp and hunt out of it scenario. Uh, I tried to get too aggressive this year. I looked at, I looked at that spot last year and I was like, ah, we can go farther. We can, we can, like I found, so I was like, I want to get back here Yeah, too far. We just got, you just get back, you get back in there too far and something
1: something bad happens. Oh, you're,
0: yeah. I mean I got my in reach, got my but at the same time. Yeah. Well, bad it's... as
1: in your hammock ripped in half. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. Um So yeah, I don't think it it was too far. It was it was too far in. I need to find a different spot. But again, lessons learned. I mean that was kind of the whole that was our whole trip last year. Was lessons learned, and I and I can't tell you. I mean, this year, I mean, listening to me and like how I hiked around. Yeah, dude. Last year, I I wanted to go back on Onyx and look at that trail that I completely just bailed on you on, and yeah. I was just like, I'm done. You go. I'm I'm heading back to the car um, because I'm pretty sure like it was nothing even close to the stuff I was doing this year. So like, as far as my capability, my hiking yeah. capability thousand percent better than last year
1: i want to think that that trail you bailed on was like 700 feet total elevation gain
0: and i didn't even go to the top
1: no you made it like a third of the way
0: <laughs> i was gonna say half, half i was to gonna a, lie
1: half to a third <laughs> i just 300 under the bus i didn't even make it at the top
0: I, I was, thought you did go to the top.
1: I mean, there was like 40 feet left, and I'm like, oh, well, I can't see so anything. So,
0: now you're trying to make me feel better. Yeah.
1: I've, I'm like, well, I can't see everything, anything from up there anyways. <laughs> it was a bad, dude.
0: I That's the see. thing with Idaho, dude. There's, it's so, and my, and my uncle was saying the same thing. He's just like, you can't see anything. So it's so thick. It's so thick.
1: Great great elk country. yeah. Cause like you don't have to see anything. Oh, we
0: saw so much elk sign, especially on the one, the first ridge we came in on that first day. Yeah, so much elk sign up there, and that was where I was. That's where I got behind the cow and the calf. Yeah, and so much elk sign, but yeah, so this, so this year going back, well, and I would, and another thing that I was happy about this year. So last year, when me and you were together, we just ended up at the motel every single night because we kept getting our plan was just.
1: It just, our plan turned into, let's just go back to the motel later. Our
0: plan, our plan went to shit, like, yeah. every single day. It wasn't great. <laughs> and so we were at the motel every day. When I went back the second time, I think I car camped, like, three nights. Okay. Um, but, you know, I had, I had the luxury of having my car right there. Like, everything was in my car. Yeah. This time, everything was in my pack, and we went in for two days, which is the first time I've done that, just to be completely... I mean, you're like, whatever you have with you is all you have. Figure it out. Isn't that
1: a wild feeling?
0: And it was cool. I did. I mean, I liked it. It's It's pretty cool. It's kind of scary. It is. It is. Well, that's why. I mean, I think if you're like, I camp for two nights, like that doesn't sound like much of an accomplishment. But for me, like me being there in that moment, knowing like how far we are in and how much work it is to get out. And it's like. Like you're kind of stranded in a sense to where like no like, you like like figure it out. I mean the the hammock rips, figure it out. The, the You don't first, have a lot of options.
1: No, the first time I did it by myself kind of terrifying. Sure. Be I was like four four miles in.
0: Oh, I think it was like four years old. I was no, like, holy shit. I, this
1: was <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> and I went in by myself like four miles in. Yeah. And then woke, went in, no snow. Woke up to eight inches of snow on the ground. I remember
0: that. Yeah, you showed me all the pictures. And...
1: Absolutely terrifying. I mean, it's cool, but at the same time, it's like.
0: But it really tests you.
1: Tests your mind.
0: It's like, all right, figure my it bo- out. Your
1: body's fine. It's your mental. It's all mental out there.
0: I don't know. My legs were pretty tired.
1: My it. <laughs> I had to talk. know there's definitely. I've got to talk myself into it, like. Dude, you're gonna be alright. Like you know what you're doing. You're like you know, Well you shot how a to deer do back safely. there for that trip. Yeah. I was I did eight miles the day I shot the deer. I think I was like four miles. In the snow. In the snow. Yeah.
0: That's a big that's a big difference.
1: I actually almost shot an elk in that same exact on that same mountain. Like really close to where i shot that deer oh really with cam yeah i was drawn back on an elk i just never got a shot
0: huh it's a good spot
1: i guess (laughs) and it was like day five me and cam hadn't seen a single we didn't even see sign of an elk on this trip first time he'd ever even like been elk hunting thought about it five days in we walked a lot it was miserable one day it took us five hours to walk like two miles through deadfall trees like miserable dude
0: that's terrible yeah
1: and snow and all it was just everything was against us and then day five still we didn't even see as much as deer like it was bad and i'm like all right let's go maybe in this the- isn't a good spot no this and then i was like all right let's go try this spot yeah i said i this is where i shot my deer last year it's we'll just walk in there for the day and see what we see. And he's like, whatever. <laughs> just in a, a bad, he was, at this Damn. point, he's in really good spirits until like day four, right? And then day five, he's just in a bad mood. Yeah. We slept in that he day. He hit his limit. It we didn't. Done. We didn't even, we didn't go in there until like 9.30 in the morning. And I'm just like, all right, let's do this. And he's like, whatever. Yeah. And I would just, I just went and he was like following me like mopey, right? <laughs> didn't even want to be there. He's like, he's like, he doesn't listen to this. It's fine. He's like, why are we going this far? And I'm like, dude, I just want to get to this ridge. He's like, why? I'm like, it just the habitat's really good. I've been in there before, it looks good. Let's just get there and then we can hang out. Whatever.
0: I'm following you. (laughs) I love to say, though, you are way more optimistic on a trail. Oh, yeah. Because I now I because I felt like Cam last year when you're like. Oh, let's just go a little bit further. And I'm like, I hate you. I yeah. don't I, like I thought you no. were gonna
1: leave me in there. <laughs> but uh yeah, so I'm like, let's just it's like two more miles. Let's just get here. Just two more And miles. then we'll talk about it. So we get there and I one of us was using the bathroom. I think I was, and then Cam just goes, There's an elk up there. I'm like, see <laughs>
0: <laughs> i knew i knew it would happen at
1: some point in time and then it was like there's another one there's another oh what it was is he was he was pooping back behind me and i looked and i just saw <laughs> and i look through my binoculars and i could just see an elk up on the horizon like on top of this it was super cool on this mountain yeah i'm like camp camp like so he comes up there He's like cresting yeah nice yeah and then it's just like boom, boom, boom. There they are. There's like 30 of them just crested this mountain and he's like, what do we do? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and they were coming down. We were in this, they were, we. there's a, a mountain, more like a big ridge. We were in the mountain in a little basin. Yeah. And we we're on the top side of this basin and there's a meadow between us. Well, all of a sudden they're just like coming from everywhere and they move so fast. And I'm like, they're coming down in this meadow, and I like worked around and got set up on the edge of this meadow. Well, the all of these elk came and bedded down at like 80 yards in front of where I'm set up at the edge of this pine tree, and there's just a bull like pushing them around, like he'd be here and then he'd be over to your right and like everywhere. And at one point in time, I got drawn back, like I saw, I knew he was pushing cows. Yeah. And I look to my right at this hole that I ranged, and then I just see a cow like run through it, and I'm like, "Oh, that's that's my sign." So I draw my bow back, and here, then here comes horns, and he but he just never stopped. Oh, walked right through it, and I'm like, let down. And He keeps going and it never, and then we drop back and tried to call and get in front of him, and we never saw him again, until the next day.
0: When, that had to be exciting, though. Oh, it was awesome. Now Cam, yeah.
1: now Cam's a whole new person, right? <laughs> so then the next day, we're all excited. We saw all these elk. We went from zero elk to 30 zero, elk. Yeah. And there was, w- there,
0: inside 100 yards. Yeah, and yeah. there's
1: two bulls in there, like super cool. And then I'm like, well, let's just go back in there the next day. And he's like, <laughs> gets negative again. He's like, well, I agree. Let's go back to the same area, but let's not go to the same spot. They're going to be like you know they're going to be far away from there. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't really know where to start. I'm like, that's where I know there's elk. We might as well start there. So we walk in there, same exact thing, opposite scenario. I'm pooping on like the same, (laughs) on like the same. We were within 30 yards where we were the day before when we saw the elk. Same thing. And I walk up and Cam goes, no shit. He's like. There's an elk up there. Same ridge. Just, we see all of them again. They didn't, but the problem the second day. Did you is,
0: see any other hunters back there?
1: We found a dead bull. Oh, really? hmm We found a dead bull that somebody had shot. But, yeah, but didn't recover And, cover and it. never found it, yeah. Um, no, we didn't see any hunters that day. Tra- it was like a Tuesday. There it, okay. There was probably, there was a yeah. bunch of sign in the parking lot. Like, people had been in there, but probably the weekend before. Gotcha. Um, and so we tried to make a move anticipating those elk to do the same exact thing they did the day before because they already they were doing what they did before and they moved off another direction and we never saw them again okay but he even the second day he's like why are we going to go all the way back in there it was like four miles right he's like why are we going to go all the way back in there they're not going to be there they were there yesterday why would they be there today they can move they can move 20 miles in a day if they want to and i'm like you're right, but maybe. I think, and they were there.
0: I don't know. To me, to me, it just makes sense that if you're comfortable somewhere, you're gonna stay there.
1: Yeah, if they're not getting pushed out of there, oh, you're
0: not gonna get. Well, especially I know I, I, mean, I heard one guy talking about you know it's like, you know, this was a mule deer hunt, but he was saying you know, if, if you blow a deer out of the out of the canyon, like it's gone, and he's like, mm. he was that's that's like that deer's bedroom. So like you're going to say that like he got spooked, so he's going to abandon everything that he knows and trusts his entire to life to go to a brand new yeah. place that he knows nothing about, and he's just going to st- start there because that's comfortable? No, I'm he'll like, no, ba- come back.
1: He'll be back. It might be a couple days, but yeah, he'll, he'll be come, back. He'll come
0: back. Uh, anyway. Oh, I do want to add. Uh, so there's a little red, red mark on my knee. After I got done putting my pine bed together, I laid my blanket down on it and I kneeled down to start uh, brushing out wrinkles. I'm setting up my bed. I'm making my bed. Yeah.
1: You want to make sure it's stung smooth. in
0: the stung by a bee in the knee as I'm making out my, of your bed. Dude, it was just like what it It's a like, good
1: thing you're not allergic to bees.
0: Well, I wasn't allergic to bees. But the thing hurt. I'm in some way I've been a long time. It hurt really bad.
1: No thanks, man. That's it's still red.
0: Yeah. Well I think, yeah. It needs to heal up. I actually still but, uh, have
1: that's from a tick. In Kentucky at the beginning of Well I we had
0: a tick in yeah, anyway, we got one out though. Yeah.
1: No, no, that's that mark it's almost gone, but that was the beginning of May. March, April, May. Yeah, beginning of May, that's from a tick.
0: You should probably get that checked out.
1: Yeah. Probably. <laughs> You know, my buddy Tucker told me the same thing. He's like, you know, when they last that long, it means there's probably something in there. I'm like, Yeah. Probably Well yeah, we'll see. It's fine. It's going
0: away. It'll well, be- dude, we're at we got an hour eighteen. Long time. Ready to wrap up? It's good with me. You got any other questions about my exciting miserable hiking experience yeah, in Idaho?
1: Good. It's always a good time. I'm curious what the rest what you got the rest of the year. What else you're doing.
0: Oh, yeah. So uh, I did draw, I didn't draw my elk in Wyoming, but I put in for the leftover tags. Okay. So we'll still, we'll see about that. I did draw uh Wyoming mule deer, Wyoming antelope buck. I didn't draw antelope does, but this year, the, in this, I say this is the first year I've seen it. I've only been putting in for four years, uh, but this is the first year you could put in for mule deer does. Okay. And I put in for mule deer does and I got I got two of those.
1: So you got mule deer buck and two mule deer does?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's plenty. That's plenty to keep you busy oh, for oh yeah. Plenty. Two or three weeks.
0: Um what I haven't I shouldn't say I haven't decided, I've ninety percent decided. Uh, I don't want to hunt the mule deer does on the ranch. Okay. I think that I think that I'd rather I don't want to I don't want to diminish the herd on the ranch like unless the rancher tells me like no there's too many deer he here might, and
1: he might want that and yeah. he
0: might and I'll ask him but uh, otherwise I think I'm gonna and I started looking in that unit for some larger public land spots I think I'm gonna go off the ranch and go try to fill those tags somewhere else
1: not not the worst idea. I mean, in worst case scenario, you'll go explore for two days and oh yeah, come back.
0: Well, and if I and if I don't fill them, I don't feel like it's right. It's fine. Um, but yeah, that's that's really the only. Super excited to get the mule deer buck and antelope buck. That's yeah. that's awesome. Oh, and uh, I was out at the ranch. Actually, I went on a whole other scouting trip. We don't have time to talk about. It. I'll tell. I can tell you about it later. But um, went on a whole other scouting trip. For a, a different unit in Wyoming that we because, talked about that we talked about yeah because I get every once in a while I'll get somebody that's like oh I want to I want to go with you know you're like you're like oh I could come to Wyoming but I can't take anybody to the ranch right so I need somewhere else and so I did I I found a different unit that's a pretty easy draw and I went and scouted there I'll tell you this long story short I found an amazing spot um it was. Cause you know how you, I mean, trying to get access to public, almost yeah. there's so many. It's like almost impossible sometimes. I ended up there's a, there's an abandoned bridge that goes over a river, so you could cross the river and get into it that way. At, at the time I'm scouting, I don't have a way to cross the river, but I ended up I ended up going and getting a ladder, and <laughs> I went and I went and bought a telescoping ladder, which is kind of a funny story too. Well, in Wyoming, you're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I had to drive like 30 minutes just to get service so I could start searching my phone to find a ladder. Then I found one that was an hour and 15 minutes away at a Harbor Freight. So I'm driving there and I'm checking out at the Harbor Freight. You'll love this because you know my dad. But I'm checking out of the Harbor Freight and she's like, are you a, a, a member? And I was like, no, I don't think so. And she's like, well, if you have your phone number, we can check. And I'm like, I know I'm not a member at Harbor Freight. I was like, but I bet my dad is guaranteed. So I go, I go, uh, I go, yeah, yeah. Try, try this number. And I give her my dad's number, and she goes, Oh my gosh, you're a double VIP platinum. I can't <laughs> believe you didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, i oh, will oh, I am. Great. Yeah, it was, it was like, save me thirty dollars on the ladder. So you're a double VIP. Uh, something, yeah, something. For, for, she's like, I can't believe you didn't know that. I can't know. Oh, I'm a member at a lot of places. I don't. I don't really keep track of. So yeah, thanks, Dad. Save me thirty bucks on a telescoping ladder. But then I had a two-hour drive back. To I the wish bridge. I would
1: have been there the day, the moment you were like, ladder, bridge, got it.
0: <laughs> but I went over. I went over and put ten miles. I walked ten miles around this public land, dude, and it is fantastic. It's let me tell you. Let me tell you this. It's fantastic if you want to ride a mountain bike with a trailer full of water for about four and a half miles and then hike from there to a base camp with your water supply being the bicycle trailer. Because there's while no you're back water. There. There's nothing back. I mean, unless you're going to drink out of the cow trough or mm-hmm. hole that they all shit in. and
1: You just got to get your, your mountain bike across the
0: ladder. I'll, I'll hoist it up there. I'll get it. I'll figure that out. That's a rope.
1: That's awesome.
0: That's so, just that's just a rope.
1: So did you leave? Up. Did you leave the ladder at the ranch?
0: Yes. I, yeah, I, I rolled it. I was like, hey, I'm going to leave this here. They're like, what is this for? Ah, oh, it's for crossing the bridge that's out. You know, north. I've never
1: I've never thought about that. Like, there's no reason why I don't carry because there's a bunch of creeks that I that I've crossed in my hunting. Like, for example, the one day in out Al- like the first day in Alabama, we had to cross this creek. Well, it's only like ten or twelve foot wide. Yeah. But we crossed it at three in the morning. It's cold it's fifty degrees out here. <laughs> so we get we we're in our underwear. Well, you,
0: and when you're crossing it well, you guys you guys just crossed it. Crossed we, in your underwear?
1: Yeah, we just strip down to your strip down to your underwear. And just go. Cross and then put your clothes back on, on the other side. Okay. Yeah. But it's like it's cold. It's miserable. Got a ladder? You just flip. I know it's probably like a little giant type ladder, right? It was it's telescoping. So the thing, is,
0: dude, it's only oh I know what those things look like. like, It just it just extends out 15 feet. Seems which kind of which kind of sucks. It was like 24 feet to the top of the bridge, so I had to do some scaling once I got to the top of the ladder. Oh, so you didn't
1: lay it down horizontally? You climbed to the top of the bridge.
0: So yeah, so like kind of like. A suspension the, bridge. The ramp, the ramp that goes from like the road to the top of the bridge. Gotcha. That was like completely wiped out.
1: So you got to the top of the bridge, walked across, walked across. and then laddered back down the other side.
0: The, the other side wasn't dug out, so you okay. just the other side was intact, so you could just walk across it. But yeah, the first side. Okay. The first side was like you walk up to the side of this bridge, and it's like 20, 24 feet to the top of it.
1: Okay. See, I thought you were laying this ladder down crossed the creek
0: that may have been a better idea now that you say it
1: that's where i that's where my head's at is use one of those things like a walking plank
0: yeah that may have uh, been that may have been better i'm
1: gonna put one of these in the van it's a good idea i'm glad we're talking yeah (laughs) innovative (laughs) we're telling telling the whole world all these great ideas about access
0: Listen to the GMS podcast once a year for your latest hunting The most tips.
1: ridiculous ideas. that the most ridiculous. When I, when I tell my hunting buddies that we're going to need a ladder to get across the We'd creek. We need a ladder. They're going to tell me I need to quit drinking.
0: Like You need to quit hanging out with that GMS podcast guy. Yeah. He's full of bad ideas.
1: That's a good I, one. It
0: worked. It worked. I got up there, and I saw mule deer, and I saw antelope, and... Um, but yeah, but that's one of the, like we were talking though, like that's, that's a spot where if somebody wanted to go, I'd be like, cool, put in, put in for a draw yeah. there. I can meet you there. And we can do something, but it's going to be, it's still going to be, I mean, it's, it's a mount Like you could walk it too. It's flat. It's a four and a half flat back, but yeah. it's an old road okay. the road's in pretty decent shape. Like you could just mountain bike the whole thing hmm. and then you could take as much water as you want. That'd be awesome. And if you got anything that they get to get it out. Yeah. It's a lot easier too. Cool. Yeah. All right, man. Anything else?
1: I think that covers it.
0: <laughs> that covers our, our spring twenty yeah. twenty well, one.
1: Yeah. Well thanks for the
0: thanks for the second annual hunting podcast.
1: Next year it's gonna be a trilogy. I'm really?
0: I'm really looking forward to the third annual hunting podcast i don't think it,
1: it it's got it'll have a flow to it by four or five next year we're gonna have four
0: or five in five years we're gonna have yeah it's gonna be great it's gonna be great in five years oh yeah
1: stay tuned you guys were here first <laughs> stay
0: tuned. all right that'll do it for us we are broadcasting right here out of the gms shop studios in fort wayne indiana colin good talking to you bud
1: you too